Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast and being a part of our church family. Today, Dr. Kelly is wrapping up our series called, I Love My Church. Here's Dr. Kelly with this week's podcast. Welcome again. We are so thrilled that you are here. Come on, come on. Who's liking the weather? In February, man, I'm talking it was 70 degrees last week on a Sunday. And today, I'm talking 65 and sunny. Can you feel, can you feel spring in the air? Now, I, now I just got to, most of our campuses are in warm areas, even Kenya campus. I'm mean, talking about warm, but we have internet campus and television. And so there are people who experience this every week from up north. And um, I don't know what to say to you except twofold. One, we love you. And number two, it stinks to be you. Hey, true story, true story. A guy out of Topeka, Kansas uh, decided that he was going to uh, travel around and uh, study churches, study churches. And he, he went, uh, he decided he was going to start on the West Coast. He was going to make his way to the East Coast. So he, uh, from Topeka, Kansas, Kansas, he traveled out to San Francisco, and his job was to study churches. He had a limited budget, study churches, and write a book. And so he started visiting from church to church to church, and finally he got to this church in the San Francisco area and in the vestibule. Have y'all heard that word in a long time? Glory, hallelujah. Vestibule. The vestibule. He got into the vestibule, and in one church, there was this giant golden phone with a sign beside the phone that said $10,000 per call. He was taken aback. He's like, where's the reverend? And so he called the pastor. The pastor came in and said, what is up with that 10,000? The pastor said, oh yeah, oh yeah, $10,000. If you can afford to make the call, it will hook you directly to heaven. Homeboy said, I don't have $10,000. I'm on a limited budget. But he kept traveling across the country. And some churches had it and some churches didn't. He ran into the same phone in Seattle, Denver. Went to uh, upstate New York. I don't know why anybody would live in upstate. No, just kidding. He, he went to upstate New York. Sure enough, found another phone there. Golden phone, $10,000 for a call to heaven. Made his way down to eastern seaboard and finally... Entered into the lovely state of North Carolina. Visited different churches and finally, sure enough, he found a church right there in the vestibule. There was the big golden phone. But by this phone, there was a sign. It said 25 cents per call. Not 10,000, 25 cents. He's like, what is up with that? I don't understand. So he called for the pastor. And the pastor came in. He said, everywhere I've gone, it's been $10,000 per call. And now I come down here and it's 25 cents. What is up? And the pastor said, oh, 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 it's easy. Heaven is a local call down here. <laughs> what? What? Welcome to the southern part of heaven. We are so glad you are here today. Come on, keep that same excitement and energy. Welcome all the campuses. Welcome, welcome. Coffee House upstairs, Kenya campus, Columbia campus, keep it going. Sanford campus, North Raleigh, Garner, Internet campus, Hillsboro campus, 10 campuses, Internet campus, NCCIW, Daughters of the King. Welcome. We love you. We love you. Welcome to New Hope Church. So we're in this series titled, I Love My Church. 
And this is the grand finale of the series, and it really is a historic Sunday. Never, ever in our 14 years have we ever had a Sunday where folks can join the church on a Sunday morning. It normally happens at an Abundant Life membership class. And for 14 years, I've been teaching the Abundant Life membership class. We will still do that this year multiple times. I love that class. It's in the evening. And for 14 years now, thousands of people have come out and joined the church. And by the way, they are a huge part of why this church is what it is today. The church is the, the, the backbone of the church are our members. And so I just want to take a moment, if we can, and just say a huge thank you and celebrate and give it up for all of our members who are here today, and they are members of New Hope Church. Now, for those of you who are already members, you're still invited to participate in everything that I say today. This is a chance where we all, new member and older member alike, we commit to membership in the church today. And so, for our brief history that we've been in existence as a church, membership at New Hope Church has been defined as the five G's. The five what? The five G's. And you members here, you'll totally remember and recognize all this because most of you live it out. The, the, first, the first G is that we commit to growing in the grace of God. Members at New Hope Church are born-again Christians who've experienced the grace of God, and they are grace-filled Christians. Now, it's one thing to say that you are a grace, uh, you, you've experienced the grace of God. It's an entirely thing, another thing to say you're a grace-filled Christian. I mean, like, why is it sometimes that some of the meanest people on the planet are Christians? Hello. Oh, I'm coming back there at the end of the message. I promise. I promise. But if you ever wonder why we started this church, we started it for a number of reasons. I met my wife at Duke, and we started traveling around and, and visiting different churches on Sunday here in the central North Carolina area. And uh, here's what I realized very quickly. We don't have a shortage of churches. There's a church on every corner. That's not why we started New Hope Church. We started New Hope Church because I looked around and I felt like, A, this area needed a, a new kind of church. And B, I felt like this area needed a church. Imagine this, where people were there and they actually acted like they wanted to be there. What a novel concept. I mean, there's joy. So the first one is grace. Um, the second G is groups. Believers, members of New Hope Church commit to being in life groups. The third G is gifts. They serve according to their spiritual gifts. The fourth G is giving. They, 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 your membership body has committed to giving the biblical tithe. And then the final G is go. Members of this church believe that God sends them out. Go into all the world, Matthew 28, 18 and 20, making disciples. And so they go. Now, we're, we're fully entered into now what I've been calling lately chapter 3. Chapter 3. And I don't know where you are in your life, but i got to tell you, man, where I am in my life personally and where I am as leading this church is that I, I've just come to the place where less is more. Some of you, some of you came just for, the, just for that. Your life is so overly crowded. There's no balance. There's no margin. Less is more. And I believe sometimes churches try to do way too many things that they end up doing nothing very well. Hello. 
And so, so what, we've, what we've moved to now in chapter 3, everybody say bye-bye. bye-bye. Say bye five G's. Bye-bye. What we're going to do now, brand new, historic day in the life of our church. We are changing our membership covenant and giving people a chance to join the church on a Sunday morning. And what we are changing it to, like I said, less is more. What we are changing it to is what I talked about last week that I'm going to view, review ever so shortly today and then teach on one point and then let you be on your way. We are changing our membership to instead of the five G's to the three C's. Connect, contribute, celebrate. I hope you got your teaching notes out. I hope, oh, glory, hallelujah. Everybody say connect, contribute, celebrate. Now from the top. You guys are awesome today. Ready? Go again. Take out those teaching notes. Take some notes with me today. and uh, Or open up your phone and, and open up your app on your iPad or your phone. And there's a New Hope Church app. You can find it in the app store. And there are notes there for you to take today. I'm going to talk about these things today in terms of the three G's of membership. The first one is connect in authentic community in life groups. Connect in authentic community in life groups. Now we talked about this a few weeks ago, but I just need to just camp out on this for just a moment. If you're here and you think that you are, uh, you've pulled yourself up by your own bootstraps, I hate to be the one to break the news to you, but no, you didn't. I hate to tell you, let me just speak to the dudes for just a moment. Man, we are so guilty about this, man. Man, man, we are into this rugged isolationism, rugged individualism, pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm a self-made man, and I wear Wrangler jeans to prove it. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. And the Wrangler jeans are cut a certain way. No, no, just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> I drive a Dodge truck <laughs> with a Hemi. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I, I mean, I love that stuff with you, man. I'll go, I mean, I, I'll go there with you in a heartbeat. But here's what I've discovered in my own walk with Christ. Nobody is a self-made man. And I don't care how bad to the bone you are. You need people. I don't care who you are. And if you think you can make it through life on your own or you think you got to where you are on your own, you ought to really put the uh, down. Because no, you didn't. The, The Bible says this. Come on, let's read it out loud together. Great verse of Scripture in Ecclesiastes 4, 12. Let's read it out loud together. Ready, go. The one may be overpowered. Two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. The Bible says we need one another. We have to have community. Go back to Genesis. You can go all the way back to Genesis. And in Genesis 2, verse 18, the Bible says this. Let's read it out loud. You did that so well. Ready? Go. 
the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for what? Man to be alone. It's not good for man, woman, child, student. We all need community. It goes straight from Genesis and you follow the Bible, and throughout the Bible, there's this need for community. And then you get to the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Have you ever thought about this? What did Jesus do? The Son of God, the King of kings, the, the Savior of the world, got in community with his 12 apostles. And then it's as if that was not even enough, and he, he hung out mostly with three cats, Peter, James, and John. And then you get to... The, the first book after the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Luke wrote another book called The Acts of the Apostles. And in the book of Luke, we see the brand new first church coming to life. The church that Paul would describe in 1 Corinthians 12 that we talked about last week when Paul likened the church to a body. Remember this? And, and there's a, there are bodies and, and there are church bodies just like human bodies that are physical and vivacious and vibrant and energetic and then there's church bodies that are just like some of our bodies which are weak and sluggish and the same idea the same illustration the same analogy works for the church that's why i love what paul does in first corinthians 12 and he says there are members to the body if you want to know what has made new hope vibrant and an effective body it's a god thing number one but number two it's members who commit to making this body healthy. And you get to Acts chapter 2, the very first book after the Gospels, and you read about the church. You read about the body. And look at what it says in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. I'll read the first part. They devoted themselves to the apostles, what? To the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayer. By the way, we're going to have Holy Communion tonight, 5 o'clock, right here, membership meeting. We're going to have membership meeting. We're going to have worship. We're going to have Holy Communion. I'm going to do some teaching. We're going to have campus pastors on the stage getting all competitive. Then we're going to have, glory, hallelujah, a chocolate fountain. <laughs> a fondue fountain in the rotunda. Glory, hallelujah. Change your life. <laughs> Everyone was filled with all, the Bible says, at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together, and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone as they had need. Verse 46, and here's where I want you to jump in and read with me. Verse 46, go. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord, the Lord did what? Added to their number. How often? Daily. Those who were being saved. So, the vision of New Hope Church is really to be an Acts 2 kind of church. The vision of New Hope has been from day one that those who really get involved, those who really make this church home, they connect in community. Like literally in people's homes. 
So any given day of any given week at any given time, there are little groups of people who get together in people's homes and they break bread and they study and they pray and they do life together. Why? Because life is just better connected. You can't do it alone. Great pastor of yesteryear was a man by the name of D.L. Moody. Those of you who know church history will know that name. D.L. Moody was pastor in a great church, and he tells the story of realizing that one of his parishioners had dropped out. They were no longer coming to church anymore. They were no longer coming to Sunday school. Do y'all remember Sunday school? Ooh. Um, what happened to Sunday school? That bad boy, it was dead, and we dismounted it. And we, we, we moved into life groups in the home back to Acts chapter 2. Well, D.L. Moody realizes that one of his favorite parishioners is not coming to church anymore, so he goes and he visits this parishioner. And this is in Chicago, and it's a cold night, blustery, cold winter Chicago night. He goes, he knocks on the door, the parishioner lets him in. He walks in, and they sit down, and they talk for a little bit. They do some small talk stuff. And, and, and the, the parishioner had built a big roaring fire to fight against the cold of the night. And finally, Dr. Moody tells him, hey, I've missed you in church. We're just not the same without you. And the parishioner says, well, pastor, I've just been thinking about all this a lot. And I just want to let you know that I think I can be just as good of a Christian outside of the church as I can be inside the church. Dr. Moody, wise as he was, didn't seem to say a word. Sat there for just a moment and finally he got up and he grabbed the tongs beside the fireplace and he reached in and he grabbed a glowing red hot ember and he moved it over about 18 inches to the side. He sat back down, still didn't say a word. The silence set in and both the men just kind of sat there looking and the, the parishioner of Dr. Moody noticed that the ember went from a glowing red hot to a faint red, to just an amber, and then a, a dusty gray soot kind of covered over the ember, and it basically went out. Another long pause ensued, and finally the parishioner said, Pastor Moody, I'll, I'll see you in church on Sunday. <laughs> great, great illustration. You can't make it alone. I hate to be the one to tell you that. Some of you are trying, but you can't. I'm better with you in my life. You're better with me in your life. You're better with the people around you in your life. And you're definitely better when you realize that circles are awesome. And you get together in circles. These are just rows, but you get together in circles in people's home. And you connect in community. Everybody say connect. Everybody say contribute. I won't spend a bunch of time on this. We talked about it last week, but the members of this church are unbelievably generous. And I sat here last week and I sat on this chair right here in this location and I just thanked the members of this church. Where would we be without men and women who all these years have honored God with their tithes? When I get a chance to speak to different people around about the church or pastors visit this place and they sit in front of me and they ask questions, inevitably I get this question in one way, shape, or form. Hey, how didn't you hope do this in such a short period of time? And I give the, I give the answer that's most dear to my heart. I know it sounds like the pastor thing to say, but it really is true. It's a God thing. Amen? New hope. You can't describe new hope without God. It is a God 
thing. Amen. God, yeah, you ought to praise his name right now. Celebrate. But then I, I, I inevitably get to this point, but it's also because faithful men and women have followed God with reckless abandonment. Radical discipleship. And it's enabled God to pour out his favor and his kindness on this church. And quite often that has been men and women who said, you know what, I'm going to honor God with apodicatu. And I taught you that last week. I'm not going not to get into it much today, you know, except to just remind you that we looked at that word last week. Apo. Apo means to depart from something that is near and dear to you. And decato means to give 10% of your resources to the work of the Lord. That's the tithe. And so I pointed out last week that Appa Decato is made up of men and women who honor God with the tithe. And they say, you know what, God, I'm going to depart with something that is near and dear to me, i.e. my money. Which, by the way, it's not our money anyway. It all belongs to God. You know this, don't you? Everything you have belongs to God. You might not recognize it. You might not believe it. But I just want to let you know, go theology 101 up to the, to the highest level, if you will. But everything, everything you have belongs to God. The air that you're breathing right now belongs to God. The clothes on your back belongs to God. Your youngin, or two or three or four, even when they're acting up, they belong to God. To which you say, God, I wish you would get up in them. Um, any, <laughs> anyway. Your spouse, hello, belongs to God. Amen. And your money belongs to God. And Apodicato is men and women who say, you know what? The least I can do is take out of 100% that I have, that God has given me. The least I can do is depart from that which is near and dear to me. 10% to fulfill the teachings of Scripture. I'm going to depart with 10% and I'm going to give that to the work of the Lord. That is the least I can do. And last week, come on, y'all see, I love when people get excited about giving. And last week, I pointed out a few different things, and I'm just going to hit them real quick, and then we'll move on. But remember, I said, apodicado tithing is a priority. Remember that? I said that the believers who love God and they understand truly giving it, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 16, 2, on the first day of the week, it's a priority. And then secondly, I talked about it's personal. Like, there's nothing more personal between a giver and God than when they honor God with their tithe. Nothing more personal than when Amy Lynn and I sit down and, and we figure out what our income's going to be the next year and then we figure out the apodicato, the 10% tithe, and we say, God, you're going to get that right off the top. There's nothing more personal than that. It's personal. And then I said last week it's percentage-based. Remember? It's percentage-based. This teaching of Scripture goes all the way back from the Old Testament, runs through the New. It's, it's percentage. It's 10%. And um, I don't know if you've, if you've, I think I've shared this before, but maybe you, maybe you haven't heard it. I got, a, I got a friend who tells a story. He's a pastor. And um, a, a parishioner wanted to come in to see him. And a parishioner came in to him, and they're really tied. And the, the dude had been blessed many, many times over. And he'd been in the church a long time. And he used to honor God with his tithe when he was in college. And then he got out and not much income. But over the years, God had blessed his faithfulness. 
And he kept getting rewarded and rewarded and bonus after bonus. And finally, he was sharing with the pastor one day. Again, true story. Sharing with the pastor. Pastor, I, I used to tithe and it was easy. But now you know my income has gone up. And it's hard. to The tithe check used to be small. And it's hard to do. Some of you can relate. By the way, I don't know if you realize this or not. Studies show time and time and time again. The more money a person makes, the less likely they are to tithe. Never understood that. Never understood that, but it's true. So this guy's sitting there, and he's explaining this to the pastor. My tithe used to be easy, but now, pastor, you know I've been blessed over and over and over again. And I'm having a hard time tithing. And the pastor said, well, why don't you stay? Why don't we pray about it? God goes, great, great, let's pray, let's pray. Pastor put his hands on him and said, Lord, would you please decrease this man's income? <laughs> Take him right on back down, God. Where he can get back to the days where he used to honor you with the tithe. <laughs> y'all, y'all enjoying that, aren't you? Everybody say Connect. Contribute. Contribute. Celebrate. 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 If you're taking notes, write, write this in. New Hope members. New Hope members celebrate in weekly worship and ministry. They celebrate. They celebrate. Did you hear me? I, I said, I said, I, I said, I said they celebrate, which means they, they smile. Which means they, they have joy in their life. Like, let me see how this group over here is doing. Oh, now you're all smiling at me. You're, let me see the smile. We're going to do the smile wave right here. Balcony. Let me see the smiles. Oh, that was good. That, give yourself a hand. No, on a serious note, though, why are Christians some of the meanest sourpuss people on the planet? Like, like, what is that all about? We serve an awesome God. We serve a God who has forgiven our sin. We serve a God who has reserved eternity for us in heaven. We serve a God who has defeated death. We serve a God who gives us power. And yet, and yet, come on, come on. You visit most churches, and they are full of some of the meanest people on the planet. Mean as a bunch of snakes. Have you ever been to a church? Come on, come on, come on. Have you ever been to a church? This is why some of you are here. Like you, you came here and you thought, wow, they're actually there because they want to be there. Have you ever been to a church where, where, the, where the dude at the door greeting you? Had obviously missed his calling? <laughs> I mean, I, I get a chance to visit different churches. I walk and I'm like, some of them, they look like they ate a sour onion sandwich for breakfast. What is your problem, man? Smile. We are a church that loves to celebrate. We, and you might be, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You might be, 
Well, I don't feel like smiling. Okay. 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 All right. You're having a bad day. I want to teach you a principle right here. This is not even in my notes. You, some of you came just for this day. Do to be. Do to be. Everybody, I'm saying that real fast. You have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> do to be. Do to be. Everybody say do to be. Do to be. Do to be be. Okay. <laughs> Oh, we we're having fun. It's a leadership principle. Leadership, some, seriously, some of you came to, some of you are not going to join the church today. You're like, I don't want to join. That's cool. We're so glad you're here. Take this away though. Do to be. Listen to me closely. This is huge. This will change your life. For those of you who are a bunch of grumpy, Eeyore, mean-spirited, half glass full kind of people. Two, two things again. One, I love you. <laughs> we're glad you're here. But here's the second thing, do to be. This will change your life. Here's what do to be means. When I don't feel like smiling, I do it anyway. And if I do it anyway, before long, I find myself smiling naturally, do to be. Do you think I always feel like getting up here teaching? Do you think I always am so joyful? You're a bold woman whoever said that. She said, yes, ma'am, you are wrong. But here's what I've learned. And I meant, this isn't original. I didn't come up with this. A mentor taught me this. If I'm having a bad day and I don't feel like smiling, if I will just smile before long, I will be smiling naturally. If I am a negative person by nature and I just make myself start to be positive, before long, I am a positive person by nature. It's due to be. In other words, it is fake it till you make it, baby. Yeah, a pastor just said that. Fake it till you make it. Like I tell our staff, I'm sharing probably more than I should. We got, we got a candidate here, candidating today. I hope, I love this brother, Anthony. He's from the West Coast. And, and you need to know, this is why I tell If you are having an Eeyore bad day, like nobody wants to be around, like you get up and walk out of your bedroom and the dog runs from you. <laughs> if that's you, you got two options. Take a sick day. Stay home. Don't bring that nastiness up in here. Amen. Or just fake it. Fake it. And by lunchtime, you'll be feeling better. It's called due to be. It's called due to be. Some of you are like, some of you, some of you wonder why you can't get ahead in life. Some of you are like, man, what's up? Like, like everywhere I go, people are mean. Everything I try, I fail miserably. I never feel good. Anything I do, it just doesn't work out right. Why? Have you ever figured out that wherever you go, wherever you go, you are the common denominator? Ooh. 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 The hardest person to lead, leaders in the house, you know this probably, the hardest person to lead is you. 
the hardest person for me to lead is me. Right? Do to be. And so we celebrate. Celebrate at this church, man. We, 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 know, that we know life is brutal. Life is brutal, man. It's hard. And let me, I, I just feel led to say this. This Again, this is not in my notes. But I, man, if you're here and you struggle with like depression, we're, we're here for you. Like if you're here and there's clinical stuff going on or chemical stuff going on, I would never want you to think that, you know, New Hope, you can only show up if you're smiling. No. No. Man, we'll, we'll journey with you. That's where we'll connect with you, man. But we want to see you move from that and, and one day live a life of authentic joy. One, come on. One day live a life of, of celebrating. Like it's a political season. Oh, God help us. If there's anything that has a chance of getting you depressed, it's the politics over the next year. But can I just say right here on the front of this political season, there is no candidate, not one, not Donald Trump, not Sanders, not Hillary, not Rubio, not Ted Cruz. None of them can change the mess that this world is in. Only Jesus Christ can change this world. Only Jesus Christ and his church, his church is the hope of the world. And so, I, again, that's not even in my notes. Who cares about notes today? If you're here and you're putting your hope in the next president of the United States, bless your heart. If you're not from the South and you don't know what bless your heart is, you don't know what that means, see me afterwards because I'll be glad to tell you. When somebody says, bless your heart in the South, it's not a compliment, bro. It's not, man. You walk away, you're going, was that a compliment? Let me just go and help you out. No. <laughs> Where in the world was I? Oh, yeah. connect, contribute, celebrate. Oh, there's a verse of scripture. I need to give you a verse of scripture. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. See, the, the members of New Hope Church commit to worshiping on a regular basis. Here's an idea. Weekly worship. Do you know that the stats are telling people like me today, studies and surveys, are telling me that, that Christians unfortunately have dropped down to going to church twice a month, most once a month? Let it never be said of New Hopers. Not because I'm up here saying it, because the Bible says it. You, you're designed, you're orchestrated, by the way, to, to live and move and work and all that stuff, have your being for six days, and then you are designed on the seventh day, the first day of the week on Sunday, you are designed to worship God and take Sabbath. You say, well, give me a verse. Okay. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Come on, let's read it out loud together. Great, great verse of Scripture. Ready? Go. And let us consider how we may one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together what does it say not giving up meeting together right let us what's that word spur encourage 
motivate, inspire. Let's go to the next one. Watch this. As some are in the habit of doing, boy, that's true today. Ready to go. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So membership at New Hope? Yeah. Yeah, man. In the new season, we, we, we commit to going to church. We commit to worship. You say, well, what about when I'm on vacation? Praise God. Go to another church. Crash somebody's church, man. And if they're doing anything good, anything good, take notes, steal their stuff, bring it back to me, and we will use it in the name of Jesus. Ecclesiastes says, ain't nothing new under the sun. Now, the ain't nothing is good southern translation. That's, that's Benji. That's not, there's nothing new under the sun. You say, what about when I'm sick? We got a thing called Internet Campus. It's awesome. It's awesome. You watch it online. You can, you can have prayer requests. You can have praises. You can dialogue. You can connect on iCampus. You can give on iCampus. But don't, don't become that person who just sits home and does the iCampus every weekend. Then you've just disobeyed Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. That's, that's, that's to be used when you can't be here. You want to join the church? You want to be a member of New Hope Church? Then I want to invite you forward. I'm going to pray in just a moment. And I'm going to turn it over to the campus pastors so they can lead at the campuses. But I want to ask you a question. Serious question. Have you ever done anything like really bold for God? Like, I mean, like, some of you have never, ever done anything a little crazy for God. What, what is God to you? Either, either he is God or he is not. Like, Using the biblical analogy, remember Peter got out of the... Have you ever got out of the boat? See, you're here. Here's what I know about you. I know your heart. You're here because you want to do something great with your life. You're here because you... Continuing the analogy, you want to walk on water. Not literally, but you know what I mean. You want to walk on water. You know, you're never going to walk on water unless you get out of the boat. Have you ever, ever, maybe with, with hands trembling and heart beating because you're just a little nervous about it, have you ever just done something risky for God? Something bold. Stepped out of the boat where it feels so and the first step's the hardest and it's like oh oh toe in the water and took some steps toward God have you it's a serious question that's that's what membership is about 
Some of you aren't going to believe this because you're skeptical and you're jaded. But I don't, I don't want anything from you. I want something for you. Like, I want for you to not be an island. No, no man, no woman is an island unto themselves. I want you to experience the joy, the joy of giving, the joy of generosity. Nothing, nothing compares to it. I want you to have a life of authentic celebration, exuberance, thrill, excitement. I, I don't really want or need anything from you. I really don't. But I sure want a lot for you. I, I want you to experience John 10, 10, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So I'm going to pray and we're going to turn it over to the campuses and then I'll explain some logistics here. Would you pray with me? Father, I, um, I pray over the movement today. I pray over the campuses today. And God, I ask that um, your Holy Spirit would be thick and, and present in all of those environments as it is here. God, I, I sense a sweet, sweet spirit in the room today. One of encouragement, one of challenge, one of conviction, one of indecisiveness. I sense, oh God, that, that kingdoms are clashing right now. The enemy is trembling right now because he knows that men and women are about to do something eternally and divinely sacred with their lives. So Father, I pray for every single person at every single campus. Older members and new members alike. Those who've been around for 14 years and those who've been here 14 days. May we join together in this movement. May we, may we take territory for you, Christ. Shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm. May we be the backbone of this church body. May we be members of the movement. 1 Corinthians 12. And may we love and welcome and Continue to receive those who are just not ready for such a thing right now. We'll give you our lives today, God. Be glorified. Help us step out of the boat today. Help us do something, something bold, something risky for you. And may you receive all the glory. May you receive all the honor. May you receive all the fame. That is due your glorious name today. This we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.
love you guys at the campus. You're in great hands with your campus pastor. Thanks for being a part of this week's podcast. If you have any prayer requests or praises, we'd love to hear from you. Just email our pastors and staff at prayers at newhopenc.org, and we would love to pray for you. If you'd like to support the ministries of New Hope, just stop by one of our campuses or visit us online at newhopechurch.org. We hope you'll join us next week for the podcast, and thanks for being a part of our church family.